Hey everyone, do you enjoy that music you hear at the beginning of this podcast and at the end? I do. Are you thinking, that sounds like a really cool beginning of a song and like a really cool almost close to the end of a song? I am. Well, it's an entire song and it's really great. It's called Aeons and it's on Tear Garden's EP, Magnificent Desolation. Where can one buy this EP? On iTunes. Starting when? Is it available now? This is on June 17th. Friday, June 17th. All right. So a week. Are we, are we going to put this on this week's episode or? Uh, whatever episode comes out uh, soonish, I'd hope. I, I yeah, hope the. Okay, I can do this week's episode. Uh, this week's episode and the next right. week's episode. A week from today for anyone listening to this episode, as soon as this comes out. Yeah. They can can purchase it check out uh tear garden band nyc on soundcloud you can hear a uh, sneak peek of eons and our other single paradigm so check out tear gardens magnificent desolation june 17th 2016 wherever music is downloaded now let's start episode 10 of final frontiers <laughs> let's start the next episode of final frontiers featuring eons by Spe- Garden. Spelled with an ash for all of you that speak Old English. That's the letter that's both an A and an E. A diphthong. Yeah. It's not Beowulf. It's Beowulf. Get it right. Hey, Internet. Welcome to Final Frontiers. Your first and only, I believe... We're still, still holding on to that. We're yeah. still holding on to it, alias podcast, till all the trolls and haters come in to steal the throne from us. My name is Matthew. And I'm Mitchell. Today we're talking about episode 10 of Alias. It's called Spirit. It's uh, directed by Jack Bender, written by J.J. Abrams and Vanessa Taylor. Mitchell. Yeah. Where's the Mike's Hard Lemonade swag from <laughs> Vanessa Taylor? Uh, Where, where's our Game of Thrones we'll, uh, spec script deals? We'll see when uh, we actually release these, which yeah. is, if you're listening to this now. Vanessa. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to mix things up a bit. I got three <laughs> summaries this time. <laughs> I'm, I'm loading up. I'm ladling on the summaries. Do all, are they all partially literate summaries? Uh, they all, do, all, do they all equal one well, literate summary it starts, somehow? Because that's how thirds work? Well, it starts with the Netflix summary. Okay. Which is usually literate, but not necessarily reflective of the actual content of the episode. And spoils if, a little bit if you uh, yeah. saw the summary for the next episode, which I did. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, likewise. Also, don't look at Google Image Search for anything about the show unless you want to see a photo of one of the main characters with uh, his or her head blown open. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Don't go to Google Image Search if you want to keep yourself pristine on Alias. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do any search. That, like that wiki that you fuck with. Oh, uh, you think it's going to come back to bite me in the gonna ass? It's going to bite you in the ass real hard. All right. And so don't. Stop it. Mitchell, are you listening? I, to I did not look at it for this episode, as you Stop. as you'll quickly learn <laughs> by my inability to remember anything right. that I watched yesterday. Well, maybe one of these three episode summaries will fill in the gaps in your memory. All right, all right. First, the Netflix summary: Jack must save Sydney when Sloane orders her to be tortured and killed after she's suspected as the mole. Sydney tells Vaughn about her time at SD six. Not terribly reflective yeah. of the content of the episode. No spoilers, really. I guess 
Wait, Sydney tells Vaughn about SD6? About her time at SD6, which I guess she does. That's the thing that she does. Oh, she, okay. she debriefs to, to Vaughn. All right. Oh, right, right, handler, right. For but... some reason, I was thinking it was her debriefing Sloan, which doesn't really happen. No. Wikipedia summary. Sydney briefs her CIA handler, Vaughn, on her recent captivity at SD6 and is surprised when he unexpectedly gives her a Christmas gift. Their relationship remains halted because they both know that they can't endanger her position by going out in the open about it. But Sydney also seems to like him more than she would admit. Meanwhile, Jack has to find a way to save Sydney when he discovers that Sloane has been convinced she's the mole and orders to torture and kill her. Will may be making the mistake of his life when he begins to research a name heard on a mysterious audio cassette, SD6. Uh-huh. All right. And finally, this is a nice little... Uh, Nice little treat for you. Yeah. It's the TV Guide Summary. Oh, wow. Where'd you find that? Uh, TVGuide.com? Internet, yeah. Okay. You'd want to say it in like a fun announcer voice. TV Guide. Yeah. No, hold on. Okay. The holidays take a terrifying turn as Sydney's cover is blown and she lands in the hands of the sadistic Sloan. Awakening in a top-secret SD6 torture chamber, Sid realizes her double-agent days are over. But before Sloan can get her to crack, Jack pulls a fast one to, to <laughs> save his abducted daughter, who then takes a risky mission to win back her boss's trust. <laughs> Things go from bad to worse, however, once Sid discovers that her new assignment has put dear old dad in hot water with one of Sloane's most wanted foes. Is that seriously written like that? Yes. Like it's an episode of fucking Three's Company? <laughs> yeah. Put dear old dad in hot water with one of Sloane's most wanted foes. Meanwhile, Vaughn reveals a softer side by giving his comely colleague a very appropriate Christmas gift. Ooh. Which, uh, not really. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> this was the fall 2001 finale. Okay, really? Uh, this was, uh, there's no... Wait, 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 wait. We call those finales now, but it was it's, just... Well, uh, it was the mid-season finale. Was it called the mid-season finale then? Because I don't feel that was a thing. It was like, oh yeah, they, they're they're taking an obvious well, break because it's going to be the right. holidays. I, I think maybe it was more of a TV insidery Finale. Uh, program terminology. Yeah. Now it's commonplace because people are nerds about TV, yeah. but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's not an episode following this that's like more Christmassy. Okay, um, this get, is, we, we're like we're light on the holiday uh, toppings, I guess. We don't they don't throw in sleigh bells. It's like, oh yeah, it's here's yeah, a Christmas present. It's, that's it's, how you know. It's vaguely mentioned that it's Christmas. Thanksgiving didn't happen until fucking Thanksgiving. Yeah, but there's no New Year's episode. Uh, I'm assuming the next episode probably is around Super Bowl. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, Super Bowl themed. There's a Super Bowl themed alias episode. Well, That'd be fucking awesome. There could have been. I, I have it on good authority that the pivotal and perhaps most beloved episode of all time mm-hmm. uh, is following the Super Bowl in the second season. Oh, okay. So uh, we have that to look forward yeah. to. That's a big goddamn deal. So, yeah. Uh, don't Google image search it. Don't, please. I got to say, J.J. Abrams has got a nice uh, tight little tight little package here, narratively. <laughs> yeah. It's a tight <laughs> drum. Like I was just watching the opening credits with uh, breaking down the show. Yeah. I'm like, that's a hell of a pitch. Young J.J. Uh, Abrams, he comes up to me, he says, I got this idea for a show. I'm like, tell me what it's about. And he goes through all this bullshit. I'm like, all right. Grad school bank uh, employee is a spy. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And her dad is her handler? What? Like, yeah. All right. Let's make he's it. he's also a double agent? What, what do you want to talk about? Sydney wakes up in the cell. Yep. They put in Russick. Well, Russick goes... Russ- yeah. He, he's... Uh, Led to understand that he has to act <laughs> he has to, like he has to get gonna, beaten. Yeah, he has to get beaten, or you know, they apply some really. If they can put makeup on him for the show, which we saw that they could, it, it seems like they could do the same. Yeah, and, uh, 
But uh, SD6, they're terrible at ruses. Yeah. They're bad at, uh, you know, like, well, obviously you wouldn't put them in the same cell together. She's like, well, I could tell from his facial tic yeah. or whatever that he was lying. This and is the- someone who got, like, a perfect score on her lie detect her new wave lie detector test so she knows what the fuck is up yeah but it's uh, what kind of shitty uh spy agency would put their two suspects in a cell together so they can collect <laughs> there yeah. could be collusion yeah like, perfect you you wouldn't do Get that your guys' story straight for two kids know. that are uh, busted for shoplifting probably i don't know but it seems like you put them in different cells but because they have uh was it was it dryer who the the guy who did the um, I know who Dreyer is, but in the episode who in the episode no, and in the last episode who who said like her tests are too perfect, right? She, yeah, that's right. He's the only fucking guy there that's good at his job. So I guess a little too good at his job. Yeah, well they find <laughs> a little too perfect. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, okay, so you have that evidence. So they have all that evidence, and now this uh, Sloan has no position but to say, okay, she's obviously the spy. We'll throw what's his face in there to, to dangle the. Allure at her and see what happens. So mm. I think that that's why they did the like, all right, it's this. There's that one thing with the test. It's clear that she's a spy. She fucked up that other thing. What did she do that was also. She lost something? Or was uh, it the building? Oh, she got. Oh, I guess she lost the diary and got Marcus shot. Yeah. Both. Uh, no Marcus in this episode. Was there? Uh, Ooh, we'll oh, talk about that. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the it, other thing is that SD6. Are uh, they're obviously bad dudes? Like they 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 torture people and they kill the families of people who might have. Yeah, I, like it seems like that should be reason enough for anybody working for them to be like, oh, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." And I guess you could say that that's true for our actual intelligence agencies in this country, right? Which it is. Uh, it seems like that should be true of their employees as well. So. Anyone, anyone who works for anyone yeah. whose uh, husband or wife works for the CIA, we're sorry, we're just digging at your ruins here. Yeah, and it seems like that should be uh, plenty enough reason where why would Sydney need to be pulled into the reality of like you know these like SD six they're not the good guys. It's like yeah I know like yeah. Bob Balaban like killed my fiance yeah. Like, <laughs> They're obviously shitty. How good can our mission be? As far as I can tell, their only missions before were were political assassinations and um, <laughs> handling uh, sales with arms dealers. And you like know, classic. Well, one classic CIA things, admittedly, yeah. but yeah. also uh, classic uh, big evil entity things. Right. You wouldn't put an evil guy in a movie to do that because you would say like, well, he needs to have some sort of vaguely, if deludedly, altruistic motivation. Well, maybe, maybe we're at, we were we were at that turning point where it's like, okay, the bad guy doesn't have to be deluded into thinking he's doing something that's for the greater good um, in terms of his plot. I mean, we well, Die Hard was like that. The bad guy even made a joke about how he was doing this to free political prisoners, but they mm-hmm. were just after was it stocks and bonds, right? Much like uh, how SD6 like likes to break into banks to transfer money around to different accounts. <laughs> yeah, they're just obviously shitty. Yeah. And like you like, well, we took half a billion dollars because we want to see... Well, one, they t- did it as revenge. Yeah. Which uh, I think is funny. But, but then the CIA, like, well, we'll let them have it. Well, the CIA wanted them to do... Okay, wait. Right. Oh, we might be backtracking to the past episode, but they wanted to steal the money. Mm-hmm. SD6 wanted just to steal the money or get rid of it, but the, S- the CIA was like, well, let we, him want, to t- let him, we want to ta- actually don't steal it, but move it into these accounts so we can see how it's spent. Right. right? Yeah. So, yeah. The, the CIA knows if you want to take someone down, you send the IRS on them. They're not, they're not fucking around. 
by dad, he sells out poor Miguel Sandoval. Yeah, off screen, we just see him get like. So was that like? I thought that syringe was supposed to be some type of truth serum, but then that's, they just start torturing him. That's what I assume. Yeah, maybe, uh, but he's like screaming like he's in pain. Well, I guess they did jam it, jam it in him pretty hard there. <laughs> <laughs> totally unnecessary. Yeah. That guy who plays the uh, the interrogator. Yeah, you're probably wondering who's that actor. Uh, he's fucking nobody. Yeah. <laughs> his, his name's Don Took, like Pippin from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and he's uh, he's done little else of note. Okay. Like, I'm like, I'm sure I've seen this guy in something. He, you probably haven't. Yeah. Sydney um, tries, like, Sydney who tries that shit. We're like, oh, I've seen you around the office. I know what you do now. He's like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to know. No uh, no dialogue, but I see on the IMDb that he, he shows up in later episodes. So maybe Don yeah, Took, Does he have his uh, SAG card? See, if, you, if he didn't speak, right? You need to. If you're gonna speak in a film, you need your SAG card, Screen Actors Guild card. Isn't that the rule? I think you would need it even for a role as big as as his. And it's just because he's not like a syringe injector. He's not an extra. That's he's, true. Uh, he's got a real. I think his character has a name. Maybe not. I don't remember. I my she had a name. Yeah, she's like you're. Wait, no, she doesn't say his name. Right. I had to look. Uh, I had to go back and watch. That episode to make sure who the actor was. I just remembered him looking kind of shitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just everyone in there is kind of pale and gummy. So Sydney's let go. Sloane gives her a big creepy hug. Yeah, not even a hug. It's this weird like, put your hands in my hands. Like he's like trying it's an to like, embrace. It was just like let let me let, let's let the spirit commune. It was like some weird like born again Christiany. It's, it's laying of the hands type it's hippie ugh, shit ugh, ugh. and i don't support it at yeah. all like i'm pretty live and let live i'm very libertine with these things but the hell with that nice handshake pat on the shoulder hugs yeah those are the only kinds of affection that are okay my jack pulls a fast one as tv guy likes to refer to it <laughs> i mean um, we don't know that happens but you, you pretty much know that's what he did did he run off somewhere and then, and then all of a sudden Dwarf Hands walks up to Sloan like, hey, check this out. Yeah, I kind of forget what leads to it. Well, he goes to that random exposition-y guy and uh, I don't know, it's not clear exactly how it all transpires. And Dwarf Hands, he's working on like a spirograph or like a, <laughs> like a packet of birth control pills or something. <laughs> he's got like a weird round circuit board that he's working on and then it's uh, a, lot of, a big flurry of activity. Spy dead, sweating bullets. Right. But it all works out. Yeah. He pulled a fast one. <laughs> he pulled a fast one, old spy dad did. Sloan does the creepy embrace. Yeah. She doesn't really want to do it. She's what she a- wants to do is shop for flowers, a kind of, while Vaughn is... <laughs> Adjacent to Vaughn while he's yeah. getting coffee. And he's wearing a like a, just a white crew neck t-shirt under a v-neck sweater under a wool coat that's a lot of fucking detail i don't remember that yeah well i remembered it because i'm like one that's uh very unfashionable <laughs> two it's still how i like to dress <laughs> and three it's very i don't know very chandler something very chandlery about it yeah that is true it's chandler for uh listeners chandler being from <laughs> friends <laughs> yes just so we're clear and Vaughn, he's like i got you a present and what's the present? Did we see what the present was? Yeah, it's a weird... Oh, it's like a, just a... Not even with like the happy white Caucasian in the it's picture the frame. It's just like an picture empty picture frame. frame. Which I bet it's got a bug in it or something. That, seem, that seems like a fucked up omen. You know what I mean? Like an empty picture frame. At least keep the... <laughs> like the... It, it, you know, like the, it has yeah. like the, the fake picture and it tells you the dimensions of the frame. Sure, sure, so you don't sure. have to fucking guess. Yeah, family on a beach. Yeah. <laughs> you have to guess 
I don't I don't know what size this what is this a four by size five by eight five uh, by eleven oh god damn it and uh, I'm guessing she should have put that picture frame in a microwave because I bet it's got a bug in it yeah I bet it's got a, like a it has some something sort of creepy it. camera he's like why don't you frame a photo put it in your bathroom yeah. <laughs> doing some, cre- doing some just... creepy Vaughn shit yeah that's what I would bet you have access to all that equipment that yeah. surveillance equipment you're gonna do some nasty shit with it but this is how they tell <laughs> is that it's a Christmas episode it's like here's your Christmas here's your Christmas present, present yeah. it, it's Southern California there's none of the clear signifiers of the Christmas episode she, sleigh bells and snow globery was she even shopping for poinsettias or anything I don't uh, think she was there was, was there poinsettias those were the, reg- the red poisonous flowers right yeah I they'll kill you don't eat them yeah don't Good let your tip. dog eat them either. Don't let anything eat poinsettias. Yeah, don't let your dog eat anything. No, that's, um, that's good. That's actually very good advice. So, at the, is this a Christmas party? What is this? What um, uh, Will and Nancy, Nancy, Will and Francie and Sydney. <laughs> Charlie's not there. No, nobody's nobody's asking where Charlie is. Nobody yeah. cares about Charlie. He's got practice. Is he on tour? He's on tour. <laughs> it took off. So it works on TV. You, you have your first gig. Yeah, and then uh, you're off on tour, backing up Natalie and Brulia. Sydney gets. Uh, it's like a little Christmas. Little, it's one of the little shindigs. Are they playing like uh, Scrabble or something? I think it was Boggle. Boggle. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because I guess once two people get the word, then that word is is struck from the the list of words, right? Oh. I think that's how Boggle works. Listeners, if you know either how Boggle works or what game they were playing, or both, yeah, please tweet us at Final Frontiers or email us finalfrontierspod at gmail dot com. All of your notes and corrections are appreciated. We will have to address them in a separate episode. Serious answers only, guys. Yeah, no tire kickers. Um, <laughs> So Sydney gets a, a text, a, a beep. Yeah. She gets a beeper. Somebody tweets at Sydney. Oh, yeah. Like, come to my own tweets. Proto tweets. Yeah. And uh, Will's a fucking a dick about it. He's like, oh, you work too hard. Yeah. What are you doing with your job that you do? And because Sydney's a terrible spy. Yeah. She's like, if you knew about my job, you would be on your knees and you would be thanking me. Thanking me for the shit I keep you from. Licking my fucking feet with your bleached hair tips and your hot body. The goddamn levy that keeps back the flood, motherfucker. She gets really biblical with it. Yeah. And Will's like, what was that about? But yeah, terrible about being a spy. So she, she learns that she has to go to an island off the coast of Kenya. Yes. So she has to go find this guy who made Hassan a new identity, which they just think is like a new passport or something. Right. Severin Driscoll. (laughs) We got our alias for this episode. Victoria King. She's got a... Is that your Victoria King? I'm Victoria King. Victoria King. So she's got like a weird kind of like... Southern... Yeah, like a Dixie Carter Southern accent. Beautiful people on this island. Yeah, it's a blonde wig, weird hat, weird accent. And all I could notice though was uh, alias is splotchy tan. (laughs) She looks like she has vitiligo, which uh, wouldn't be the case now. Because I think now they know that with uh, people watching this in HD, you've got to use body makeup and stuff. Yeah. But... I didn't think it was funny that that she looks like uh, she has vitiligo when this episode was nominated for the 2002 Hollywood Makeup Artist and Hairstylist Guild Award. For this best, episode specifically? This episode specifically okay. for Best Character Makeup Television for a single episode of a regular series, sitcom, drama, or daytime. Really? So, uh, which I don't know why. But for whose work? Maybe they, maybe M- they maybe actually... Maybe for, uh, the, the... Uh, what's his name's fucked up face? 
Was that actually the same actor with uh, facial prosthetic, or they just get a different actor? I don't know. I hope they did that, that seems... research before they gave out that award. I wish I would have done that research before <laughs> before we sat down, because that seems like a doozy of a thing yeah. to mention. Uh, I, well, I was thinking maybe for like the for what's his name being bloodied, Rusick being bloodied. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but no, it makes more sense that it would be for uh, putting prosthetics on uh, on Hassan's face. Right, that actually makes sense because I'm like, wait, because they they slapped a blonde wig and some fake eyelashes on Alias, so mm-hmm. they they get an award. They do that every. I don't know every time. So uh, Will he goes to see his uh, paraplegic friend. Yeah, who's uh, who's really uptight? It's like, what do you say? What do you say? You, it's, it's a he sending you this tape. You don't know who's sending you this tape. Yeah, well, he's right. He's just trying to help him out. I think because he's in a wheelchair, he's probably pretty PC. He's very sensitive to uh, <laughs> he's just, these kinds of issues. There's a fucking kid vid poster on the wall or wheels. What was the, <laughs> the uh, kid vid was the guy who had the? I like that you don't need to let me know that you're referring to the Burger King Kids Club. No, I know immediately. I think we've we've had this conversation off pod before. <laughs> During Lifecast. So Will's crippled friend is very PC. Yeah. <laughs> He's very uptight about people assuming gender things. Yep. Orientation. He's just way ahead of his time. Very natural. Sh- so on the recording, they, they kind of run it through... Some whatever Windows wave. 95... Yeah. Uh, s- sorts of thing. I Software I used to use to record Simpsons waves back in the, <laughs> uh, back in the day. What does he hear on the recording, Mitchell? SD6. Yeah. So he cleans it up yeah. really well. And the final... We actually hear the full sentence. Well, here's what sounds like two gunshots, or three gunshots, two in the chest. The last one's one in the head because... Because his friend's a sick he's creep. fucking gender. He's like a, a gender-neutral goddamn He's really in the murderer. stuff films. Yeah. Snuff, yeah. The film's shot by women directors. Yeah. Come on now. They're snuff films, but they pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. They <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do. He's into that. Yeah. So uh, he knows that. And then we also hear what I think is clearly Marcus mm-hmm. asking, did you tell them? Did you tell him about SD6? Yeah. Uh, that is Marcus's voice. And Will knows Marcus. Right. But he didn't catch the voice yeah. because so, so Will's a little he'll... soft in the head, as we've, <laughs> as we've discovered. But it's that hair dye. It's that hair dye. Just... Leaching into his brain. Yep. His brain's pretty boy. Yeah, it's just the f- frosted cortex. Yeah. And then after this, Will's back at his place, sticking it to his, yeah. uh, his intern. Yeah. Who's not a cheerleader anymore. Nope. Even though that actress was. Was she really? She was. She was, uh, I don't know, for like the... Cowboys or something. Some, yeah. pro- some professional sports team. She was a cheerleader. She was 21 or like 20 when she filmed this. Was so, she that old? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, did or she I do mean, that? that young? I should yeah. Say. Pretty young. So she must have done that for like a year. She must have done cheerleading for like a year and was like, wait, I want to do something where I actually get paid. Yeah. Yeah. And she was probably sort of bummed out about the uh, the nonstop sexual overtures of the the players, the officials, the, the team owners, the, fans. the team management, the fans. Parking lot attendants. All the travel. Yeah. Just it's exhausting. And maybe she got an injury, blew out her knee. Yeah. Ooh. It always sounds fucking horrible. I'm sure it's awful. I'm sure it just pops like a water balloon. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Alias, she goes over to Will's. She says, let's go, let's, to, go, let's go to a cabin. Let's go to Lake Arrowhead. Yeah. All right, you're from California. Uh, what what the fuck is Lake Arrowhead? It's a lake in the shape of an arrowhead. Okay. Is it full of people that's got arrows in their heads? Yes. Oh, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Why would they go there? Uh, it's they, very they, alias that they would go there, though. You know, Steve Martin plays there with that fucking bow and arrow, or that arrow over his head and just strumming the banjo. Now we're talking. Alias has conflicted feelings about Will hooking up with his assistant. She, I don't know what that smile was. It was like, hmm, 
good for yeah, them. Yeah, it was awkward. Snooze, you lose. I think that was just good Jennifer Garner acting. Yeah, I think that was just some quality. That's just good acting. Yeah. Cut to Kenya. That's when we have the uh, alias and her alias. Alias um, and the Victoria Ford. What's it? Victoria Jones. What's this? Victoria King. Victoria King. Victoria King. Dwarf hands made her some sunglasses, some super swank sunglasses. And so this was something interesting that I finally caught. This episode is the tech he describes the door, the key card reader thing. Mm-hmm. He says that this is the type of security they use at this place. That's why I'm giving it to you. Because yeah. last episode I was like, all right, some of this shit, he just, he just, he just has to, is he assuming that there's going to be a fingerprint scanner? Right. Where are they getting this intel from? If you get that intel, you should be able to get in without someone. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I would think so. This hotel though, like I just stayed at a hotel uh, with, with my parents last month in yeah. St. Augustine, Florida. And it was a hotel that we chose solely because they're dog friendly. Okay. And it looks roughly as nice as this very <laughs> exclusive resort on a private island off the coast of Kenya. You're paying to be on the island, not in a nice hotel. But it seems like one should follow the other. I mean, what the, what the heck? You're also probably a, a fucking criminal if you're staying off an island in Kenya. Yeah, I, the crowd was a little younger than I was expecting. Yeah. A little more uh, sort of European on uh, taking their gap year. Taking their gap year? Yeah, I just... I don't know. It's like the it's like the Ibiza crowd, but uh, they're like, let's go to this island off the coast of Kenya. It's like, yeah, I know this guy who uh, smuggles drugs. Yeah. You know, he's looking for girls to hang out with. Let's yeah. do it. We're my young. my father has a uh, a rare earth element mine that solely employs <laughs> slaves. A rare earth element mine. Yeah. So uh, what happens? Alias, uh, she finds this asshole smoking by a pool. Yeah, with her, which is with like, her terrible red glasses. I don't know if you like look through lenses that are colored like that. It's just nauseating. Yeah, and uh, I, think they, I think you lose depth perception. It's weird. Who like like with blue blockers? Yeah, like well, ones that are specific. Like like the the glasses you get to um, when you leave like the eye doctor, and they're like an orange color. Mm-hmm. Like I tried driving in those. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a yellow light. But like, I, yeah. my mind knew where it was in the order, but I couldn't differentiate it between that and red. It was weird. Anyway. Alias, she, uh, I just realized why she did this. She's like, oh, you're staying in room 47, right? And he's like, no, I'm staying in this room. Yeah. That's how she knows what room to go to. She's, I, I, she's I just, clever. I just figured that out. Yeah. I thought it was just weird flirting. Yeah. I mean, she, like flirting as a ruse. Bad but at like, spying, bad at flirting. But, uh, competent at spying. Com- sometimes. Um, I think pretty good at flirting. She charmed me. Yeah. So she's uh, she breaks into uh, this pervert's room. She's futzing on his computer. Yeah. What's going to... I bet she has to fight a security guard. Yeah. But it's a little faster than it normally is. Yeah. Like, just does a judo flip. We see the guy with the who's swimming in his suit come running in. Yeah. Like, All right, we know what's going to happen. And she's going to pull the dumb, I don't know what I'm doing here routine. Doesn't work. Nope. She has to throw him through a goddamn wall yeah <laughs> and uh then there's an operating room on the other side of yeah. the wall that's how we know what's up with uh Nissan, yeah I it's guess. uh it was like one of those um you you do something in a video game that like oh i, I put a bomb here by accident Whoa, oh i've just discovered a secret layer meanwhile's back in los angeles will tip and he's got this sd6 lead searches lexus nexus or whatever people <laughs> the fuck do back in 2001 yeah, still use lexus nexus he does uh lycos and uh he only finds one result from a court case, right? Yeah, where this guy that he finds in the parking garage—it's was it his defender? Yeah, that was defender. Okay, and it was, he was defending his friend, right? Who works worked for SD Six? No, he worked for a software company. 
Oh, that's the right. software company had some type of patent or some something right, that when created SD6 wanted, wanted it. And they killed his wife. Yeah. They were just like, <laughs> hey, worked for Apple. Which <laughs> <laughs> poor Steve Wozniak. So lonely. <laughs> yeah, he's a good sport about yeah, it, but he's, he's, like, he's tired of burying his wives. Yeah. Star of an Arvin with this information about uh, Hassan. He, sp- he sent Spy Dad to Cuba. Before, or did we get to the part where he gives him that uh, little weird speech about walking on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial or the Washington Monument, and uh, knowing that it's the same when his wife same. is dying with cancer, it's that it was always going to be he, bad? I was like, well, I, I, this whole sob story kind of thing where uh, it's like, yeah, I thought everything everything was good in my life until the CIA betrayed me, yeah, and then my wife gets cancer. And it's uh, a whole weird bummer. And it's I, like, well, that doesn't mean you can kill people's spouses. I listened to that story twice, and I still don't under- understand what the fuck it was about. Well, he uses it to explain why he's an asshole. I guess. He's like, I used to have good days, but now every day is darker. Every, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not buying it, Arvin. Well, before that, we had Vaughn kind of flashbacking back to uh, Vaughn talking to Sydney about how you didn't know who uh, who was Merkel meant the the other spy that got killed. Merkel. Uh, who's the who the spy that got killed at the beginning of this episode? Did I do that? Yes. Um, Jamil, Jamil Rusick. White. Rusick. There yeah. you go. Uh, he's like, you don't know who Rusick was. She had the, she had that whole guilt she gets anytime her actions get someone killed, which is frequent <laughs> every episode. Every episode. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, don't worry about it. You don't know what he was. Yeah. He was an asshole. And I'm pretty sure he's right. Yeah, he's right, but yeah. At the very least, he was like, complicit in a scheme to I'm just barely saying, track her down as a mole. I'm, I'm saying she shouldn't be so goddamn chagrined whenever her actions get somebody killed by now. Yeah. It's like, this is what you do. Stop trying to have this like grapple with the morality of what you're doing, the weight she, of what you're doing. She's been doing this for seven years. Right? It's uh, grad school or... <laughs> well, like, she said that like she started in SD6 six years ago. Okay. Right? What was she doing all, all that time? Was she always... That's what I want. Was she an admin? Yeah. Like, it seems like she's been getting folks killed for uh, a long time now. She's had this like long... I guess, I don't know, ever since she got engaged, that was like the downward, downward spiral of now it, getting now people it killed. Matters. Yeah. Now I know what it feels like, even though I kind of suspect my dad of killing my mom. Now it's personal. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of bullshit. Sloan gives Spy Dad the old downward pep talk. Yeah. Just like, lower your expectations. Life's a shitty deal when you're a spy. And then... Sloan is like, I'm your creepy... I'm your creepy dad. I'm your creepy dad who's always watching you. Yeah. Getting out of the car late at night, past curfew. And Spy Dad meets up with Vaughn. And Vaughn's like, I think you uh, you rigged this thing. Yeah, we have another dad. We have another uh, Spy Dad put you in your place. Yeah. And he's just... And he's like all fired up. Yeah. And it's awesome. How good is Victor Garber? Yeah, he's fucking good. He's, he's really good. I'm tired like, of, I don't think anybody's bad on this show. I'm tired of having Vaughn come in and try to like tell Victor Garber what to do or what he's doing. Like, I mean, Victor Garber is just like, let me tell you something about what I'm up to. So then, uh, anyway, uh, Alias has to ditch Vaughn to go, to go meet Francie and Will. Yep. Are they finally going to Lake Arrowhead? No. Will's going to be wearing snowshoes. He's wow. practicing. He's like, oh, what's in that bag? Yeah. Why don't you open your present? What's in your present, Alias? <laughs> so how do you know my name's Alias? How do you know? I'm God damn it. Are you talking yeah. to your wheelchair friend again? Yeah. you putting thoughts in your head. So what's Alias doing? I have this note that she has an amazing Adonis belt. 
Adonis belt. That's like that that line of muscles that goes down to the, the groin. What is she doing? Is she putting on a shirt? What she, is she be put, putting on a shirt when, in front of uh, Will? No, she's drinking glass. Well, she's were they passing that giant glass of wine at this scene? I think they were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or fishbowl of wine? Yeah. I don't remember. They're just a, he just sees the present and you get gets a, all... You get a flash of her uh, lower abdomen. I'm like, Alias is in very good shape. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's always on set working out. Yeah. You gotta keep her, keep her running. So they go through... Uh, she, she gets the empty picture, the empty frame. Puts her mom... Her, a picture, they're like the one picture of her and her mom in there, right? Pretty good photoshopping. Yeah. Victor <laughs> Barber and a random lady. <laughs> and he tells a story about how Spy Dad didn't cotton the Santa Claus... Oh, right. So he must be... Li- <laughs> Which is insane. <laughs> it's like he was the same way about Russick. It was, yeah. It was, didn't lie to me about Russick. Why would he lie to me about Santa Claus? Right. No, no, no. It was the other way. Like, wait a minute. She used her, like, her spy deduction skills to be like, he straight up lied to my face about Santa Claus. He lied to me about um, not pulling the, pulling the fast one on Russick. <laughs> so, ipso facto... Ipso facto. He, he must be lying to me because Russick blinked his eyes like a liar. Oh, right. So she had that evidence, but also she, it was just like, wait, he lied to me about Santa. He lied to me about setting up Russick. So does she confront him about that? She doesn't share this with with Will. So um, I'm kind of... I think of, she confronts him. She confronts Vaughn. I mean, she confronts her dad. But or she's, she's just like... she has to, Oh, she confronts him in Cuba? Yeah. Did we get okay. there? Because she tells somebody. No, she doesn't confront him in Cuba yet. All right. Oh, well... Cuba, by the way. Yeah. It looks a lot like... Sepia, southern, looks a lot like a sepia tone Southern California. Yeah. It's like a really irritating <laughs> orange filter applied in post. It's like, uh, oh, they drive classic cars there, but they're all in, in, in superlative condition in yeah. Cuba. In the book, uh, Uncovering Alias, an unofficial guide <laughs> by, by Nikki Stafford and Robin Burnett, it suggested that the orange filter is meant to evoke our man in Havana, uh, Wait, our man in Havana? Is that a show? Our, our man in Havana. Okay. <laughs> uh, Carol Reed film from 1959. Uh, oh. Adopted from a Graham Greene book. Anyway, it seems unlikely that this filter is meant to evoke that film because that movie's fucking black and white. Yeah. So, uh, listeners of this podcast, don't trust anything you read in Uncovering Alias, an unofficial guide by Nikki Stafford and Robin Burnett. Don't Google search that shit. Do Google search, find them, and tweet at them that their book is not to be trusted because they haven't <laughs> even done the most basic research. I, I'm already having to fact Wait, have check. You, okay, have you watched the film, though, regardless of it being in black and white? Yeah. And what is it? Is, no? Does it match up? No, it's a black and white movie. What but is, it could still have like the kind of tone of, of black and white. All black and white is not black and white as black and white as you would think. It's not orange. Okay. It's never orange. That's, that's that fair point. By definition. By <laughs> fair no, it's like it takes place in Cuba in the fifties, so it's uh, it looks like Cuba in the fifties. Yep, I guess filmed. I believe it's filmed on location. Filmed on yeah. location months after Batista fell. Ah, uh, Castro actually visited them on set. Nice. So have a great time. Hey, have... um, sorry. Excuse me. But uh, yeah. So while I'm doing this research. For the show, it also means that I'm having to fucking fact check other people's aliens. <laughs> other people's research. Written like 15 years ago. Life's hard, man. It's, well, it's embarrassing. You're carrying the burden. They made a million dollars off of that book. No, they did. Wait, what? you looked up the gross? Uh, yeah, and it, it was a million dollars. Was it really? That was their take home. <laughs> that was their cut, which is, I guess, how publishing works. Yeah, sure. Know. 
Sure. Let's ask all our friends. All right. So Spy Dad, he's in Cuba. He gets captured by Hassan. Well, he gave... Um, we were glossing over his... After Badass, that, uh Well, that powwow with Vaughn was also to reiterate that this was going to be his plan. SD6 wants him dead. Right. But I guess now, is is Spy Dad beholden to Vaughn, or is he just giving a heads up? I think he's just giving him a heads up. Like, I'm going to get him... I'm going to get him... He wants to have... He wants a list of names. Yeah. And, and then in exchange, he'll help him disappear. Basically, he'll help him fake his death so he can live his life with no money and a new face or, <laughs> just, or whatever Hassan wants to do. But that's it. It's like either I'm going to kill you. He says, oh, I want those leads you have on those sales. He says, I, I could have popped you in the head like a deer. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, indicates to me that Spy Dad has never, never gone shot deer hunting. Deer. Yeah. Because it, it's not that easy. Yeah. Uh, Nor do you typically aim for the head. As I understand it, you aim for the heart. I think on any creature, that's wise. Unless, yeah. I guess if you want to mount the deer head, you well, don't, you don't, you don't want to sh- shatter an antler. No. Or just you don't want to have a fucking hole in its face. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so what happens? So, uh, so he's down there just having a café cubano. A yeah. nice cup of Cuban coffee. They're very potent, very small. If you mm-hmm. ever know anyone that can make you Cuban coffee, well, as my godfather can, I suggest you have it. Do it. Yeah. And he's having that, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. All hell His breaks loose. Men dressed like uh, Charlie Sheen and two and a half men just show <laughs> up. <laughs> well, Hassan, by the way, is wearing the largest pair of khakis I've ever seen. <laughs> They're like Jenko khakis. They're huge. Yeah. We cut to Lompoc. Lompoc? What's that? The Wait. prison. Oh, this was a good scene. But it's a uh, notice the title card is a different font. Maybe that's why I don't it. remember it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Because, well, there's no there's no lead into it. Like, we knew that Sydney was going to Kenya. We right. knew that we're going to go to Havana. I, I think that that's... That's the case that uh, maybe those, uh, the big flashy alias title cards are only used for alias. Yeah, maybe Will. I hope Will is is worthy of his own title card font. Well, it, but it wasn't like uh, flashy and different. It was no. just totally non-distinguished. Yeah. So he vi- visits a prisoner, McNeil, the guy that uh, had the software. Yeah, the guy who, whose wife is dead. Played by Ken Olin, who's directed a lot of alias. Was he an, was he an actor? I, I, for a second, I thought I recognized him as an actor. Then I'm like, no, that's not the actor I was thinking of. You know, I didn't look to see if he's done uh, a lot of other acts. Maybe he has. He's definitely played McNeil, though. He McNeiled the fuck out of that McNeil yeah. scene. Will sent him a letter in prison, <laughs> which is very kind of like prison bride kind of yeah. thing. Not like uh, rapey prison bride, but like um, the way that they'll get creepy. Consensual prison, from, prison bride. Yeah, like how serial killers love all these admirers. Yeah. Like who else writes a letter to someone in prison that they don't know? Uh, there's, there's programs where you can do that. Want to like humanize the folks buy in there? one of Mark David Chapman's paintings or whatever. Does he, does he paint? It seems like he would, right? Oh, who's a better painter, Mark David Chapman or George W. Bush? Uh, George W. Bush isn't bad. Okay. His subjects are trite. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's like, oh, it's a nice dog. Like, that's nice. Yeah. It's just something cute about... Isn't it a lot of him, like, in the shower, of, like, self-portraits of himself in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> his his biceps slightly bigger than they yeah. should be. How do prison phones work? Um, can they listen in on I think they can, right? I feel like they can, and also they can't. I feel like they do, but I think anything that they discovered off of them would be inadmissible because okay. there's some type of... Because uh, you would be able to... You would theoretically, or not theoretically, would have to be able to talk to your lawyer. Right. And there's a client-turney confidentiality. That makes, that makes sense. Well, they wouldn't meet in a private room. They would only meet in those... Uh, I, I, I don't know. All right. So you don't know either. No. Because it seems like there's a lot of sensitive conversations... Throughout in, the history of film. Right. Where they're talking through those phones. Yeah. And there's like... 
They got packages coming for you in three weeks. Yeah. It's got uh, drugs and a gun inside. Or, uh, that was whatever. a very good uh, Jim Varney from Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> <laughs> Will says, well, so what's this about SD6? Tell me about SD6. And Neil's like, I don't want to talk about it. You went to who? Like, he got pissed. Oh. He got my friend involved in this. You, you don't talk about SD6. Yeah. Get out of here. Get the fuck you, out like, of slammed here. the phone on the glass, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. It was That's very, what I would have done. Yeah, it was like... Like I'm, I thought, I'm very emotional. At first, I thought like he he, he hit him, and it made, like oh, goddamn, right. the yeah. foley guy just went at it. But like it was like the glass, <laughs> like echoing. So then we cut back to Havana, still orange. It's always dusk in Havana. Yeah, <laughs> uh, lots of guys. The in, golden hour just never goes away. Yeah. Of, shared by the people. Lots of guys in khaki smoking cigars. Yep. Now Spy Dead, he's got a big shiner. Khakis and you guessed it, Havana t-shirts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is when Spy Dad tries to set up the exchange with Hazan for the right. client list for the uh, faking his death. They, re- they they rough him up pretty good, and they uh, he's now having his audience with Hazan. I have who this... speaks Spanish pretty well for an Egyptian, I'm assuming. Yeah, he, well, he was in Egypt that one time. It seems like uh, Hassan is not a, <laughs> a Spanish name, as far as I know. I do Spanish borrowed from uh, Arabic, so you know, bingo, bango, transitive sure. property. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> I, I have a note here that Hassan's new identity is very Saddam Husseini. <laughs> and then later I wrote Hassan equals Hussein question mark. Good question mark. Because I didn't, I wasn't conscious of that when I said it. I'm just like, oh, he's got like kind of a potato nose and a mustache. Yeah, I mean, he could look like, I mean, Saddam Hussein you could throw in Cuba and you could be like, oh, it's the writer of 100 Years of Solitude, sure. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Except he's not Cuban. He's <laughs> right. Colombian. But you wouldn't know that. No, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Me specifically, I would not know. I think, I think I, if I'm, I'm sure we're going to find out that one of the writers of Alias have, you, have used what I just said as a plot point. <laughs> yeah, that's some weak shit. Yeah. Tighten your shit up, guys. 15 years in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney's there. She's wearing a big belt. Yeah. I've made note of her big belt and her she black had her, like, jeans. Emma Peel Avengers Yeah, I didn't even think about that, yeah. but it's a very, uh, yeah, very Emma Peel. Not quite a cat suit, but black and sleek. Yeah. Like Dixon. Like <laughs> Dixon. <laughs> um, uh, guys, uh, they capture her and drag her. <laughs> hit, her in the, hit her in the back of the head with a rifle. Hassan's guys are way better than every other person's security guard. Yeah. In uh, the entire show, they don't pull any of it. Well, she's she's gone more. Uh, she was more aggressive than she was. She tries to do the sh- her shtick of like, I don't. Where's the bathroom? This place is so big, and then she goes into the violence. This one, she tried to go violence all the way. Just pulled that guy. <laughs> just love the look on that guy's face. She like turned him around. He just has like a cigarette right. hanging from yeah. his lip. Like, oh. It was uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, but then he struck a woman, which <laughs> yeah. is never cool. Even when she's alias. Yeah. Bashed her in the head like, oh, come on. They drag her in front of Spy Dad. Yeah. And he's like, well, if you're not with SD6, you should have no problem shooting uh, her. To take this giant revolver. and okay. But it's as presumably Hassan knows the both of them as being an SD6. I don't know. Because we, we flashed back to that scene where uh, Hassan killed the gunmaker. They seem to be chummy. Right, and then as soon like they the gunmaker brought some shoddy merchandise, and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry about that. like he was pissed at him, shot him." I was like, "Oh, sorry right, right. about that," and she was kind of off put by that, mm-hmm. even though it seems, or maybe was that the first time she met him? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like they had a but relationship. She also steals the nuclear core, right, from him. So, she, but she was wearing like a burqa, remember, or she had her face covered. That's right. So he doesn't know that, and also 
she was Victoria. Victoria King. Right. When she bumped into him. And he didn't see, I don't think he recognized her alias. He didn't see through that alias. But, but still, he knows at a bare minimum that she has worked with SD6. Right. Uh, but does he know that about Spy Dad? Was that established? Yeah, no. Spy, he knows Spy Dad is SD6. And he says... So he, just Spy Dad has to convince him that he's, right. he's like, also with the SD6, CIA. SD6 wants me okay. to kill you, but I just want this list of names and I'll okay. help you escape. All right. And he's like, well, if you're going to betray SD6, you'll have no problem shooting this SD6 trollop. Who uh, we don't know is your daughter. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to set up and the tension... And is that that's the end of the episode? We're gonna we're gonna lay this tension on thick by giving you a gigantic handgun. Is Spy Dad gonna kill Alias? That's uh, what I want to know. According to the goddamn Netflix summary that popped up as soon as this episode was over, I'm thinking nah. Ah, see, I uh, I just closed right out of that. I showed up. I think I accidentally hit play. I was like, I kind of wanted to watch. I was like, oh, this is actually a very nice cliffhanger. Not that we haven't had good cliffhangers on this show. No, it's. I do wonder if the show benefits or suffers for not watching it. Seriously, for not, not binge watching it. I feel like the. What do you mean? Well, I've had other people where I tell them about this stupid thing that we're doing. They're like, how can you watch one episode a week? I watched the entire show in... Uh, like a weekend, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't find it very difficult. Yeah. I, I, I watch one episode. Maybe it's because I, I'm watching it so closely and I'm yeah. taking notes and I'm doing all... You know, like, I find watching an episode exhausting. It's, for me, watching one episode of Alias is literally no different from climbing a mountain because we i think we're we're coming at it with like oh i have to talk about this so right. i should pay like very close attention i need things to talk about and i need to, what's happening right, right right i think this show regardless i would need to be paying attention to to understand it even if i was just casually watching it watching it yeah I, but i don't feel like i would feel like i should be watching closer attention to it yeah but i wouldn't paying actually being yeah. i but i wouldn't actually being paying it closer attention Right. I think it'd be like, I should be watching this closer. There's a lot going on here. Like I said, I think I gave, rewound that Sloan speech twice. Yeah. And I didn't, like, I was like, all right, this no, it's no clear to me now what the fuck he means. It just about like the steps of the monument. And then once his CIA betrayed him and his wife died. Cause I'm like, when did the CIA betray you? Right. That's, yeah, it's not established. Yeah. And so that, that means that Spy Dad knows that they're not working for the CIA. Uh huh. Which is, I'm like, I didn't know if they both knew that about the SD6. Well, well they were both founding members of the, the oh, gang of whatever, right? The gang of five? Is that what they were? The gang of five? The Solon six? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I assume that they were both founding members of uh, of that organization. Forgot about that. See, you're making fun of those people that wrote that book, but they probably have a whole fucking chapter on the Noxious Nine or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but if the authors of that book, if they would like to come on the show to defend themselves... Yeah. And if they can do it without spoilers, please. But also bring your own microphones and cables. <laughs> yes. We only have two. If you have an office, that would be great. Yeah. So we don't have to <laughs> record in my living room, which is great for me, not so much for Mitchell, yeah. who has a, a four-hour trip back to his haunted castle yeah. in the Bronx. Spooky Coppola and everything. Yeah. So I guess that's that's it for this episode. That's our cliffhanger. It's a good episode. Yeah. I, we need some Mantis Dixon action, hopefully. hopefully he'll be uh-huh. up and running. We had some good Dwarf Fans gadgets. We are rapidly approaching the halfway point of the season. Ah. And uh, we still haven't posted any episodes. Yeah, maybe we'll, we, maybe we, we'll post these episodes for you. We've got... Uh, We're hoarding them like dragon's gold, we are. Yeah. And that's I feel like we've been talking about this yeah. since we started. And we're like, oh, we're going to get a few recorded. And people are like, yeah, sure. And I think people thought that we abandoned it. Yeah. Like, no, we're still chipping away at it. And I think that's hilarious. 
We'll show them. Yeah. Well, we sure showed them nine months from now. Yeah, and when they'll be like, yeah, in this week's episode, you were talking about this. I don't remember. I, I don't remember anything. Yeah. Yeah. Was one that was in like October, yeah. and two I was super drunk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a couple that like we talked about that. Oh yeah, that is incredibly it's like, incredibly well, got, offensive. That We're got sorry. blue. Yeah, we, we spent a lot of time discussing Israel. Yeah. yeah. All right. So until next time, uh, please tweet at us at Final Frontiers. Email us at Final Frontiers Pod at Gmail dot com. Rate us on iTunes. Which will presumably be a thing that you can do. Go uh, go into explicit detail on everything that we are continually doing wrong yeah. week to week. Over and over yeah. and over. All caps, please. It hasn't else... happened yet, but it's going to happen, and I'm going to hate it. If we, we can't read your message unless it's with all caps and multiple exclamation marks. Yeah. Can you put the exclamation marks upside down as they do in the Spanish language, too? That would be awesome at, at the start of the sentence. If you don't know how to do that in the Unicode, you can just use a lowercase i. Ah, that works as well. I. I. Hey. Racism. All right. So uh, I am Matthew. And this is Mitchell. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.